Welcome to Intentional Living. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion today with Ron Deal from earlier in the week. Ron is, uh, I don't know, he's kind of the guru on blended families, if there's such a thing. Uh, he's written many books, conferences, podcasts, lots of things, but one focus, he's very intentional. Ron is very intentional, and he focuses right. on uh, blended families uh, with Family Life Blended. And we had... Boy, we had so many calls and we didn't get to most of them, so I'm going to try to get uh, some of those on the air today. Dave and Barb and Ellie, hang on. We'll get to you and Robin uh, and some questions uh, for you all on blended families, not only during the holidays, but year-round. But I always say the holidays are like a tea bag in hot water. Whatever's in it comes out, uh, where the rest of the year it might be in cold water. It still comes out, mm-hmm. but not quite so dramatically as when it hits the hot water of the stress yeah. of Christmas. So, Ron, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Great to be back with you. Appreciate it. Um, we, you know, we're talking about blended families, and I think what we'll do, I we, we got callers ready to go. Let's just get them on and take some calls. And I got some questions too. Uh, Dave has been waiting in Kansas. Hi, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate your call. What's going on on this blended family topic in your home? Okay, I'm a great grandfather of a blended family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son married a young lady a single mom who had a son 12 years of age, and he became mm-hmm. my grandson immediately. Uh, years went by. Uh, he grew up. He married. They have a son. He's three years old. I have a great-grandson now. Just recently, wow. we were together, all of us, and uh, uh, the three sons, I said to them, I said to my grandson and my great-grandson, though the three-year-old really wasn't partaking in the conversation, I said, he's my son. My son's my son. You are my grandson. And he, the little one, is my great-grandson. Do you know great is better? A great-grandson, great-great-grandson is better than a grandson. A grandson is better than a son. And they all looked at me and I said, I love all three of you the same. Mm. Mm. The problem with this young man who has to deal with his mother is that she has a standard of measurement that is wrong. Mm. And if he goes mm. along with her, he is compounding the problem. Two wrongs don't make a right. Now, you're talking about your grandson or your great-grandson? You're, you're talking about your grandson? No, this son that his mother says, I'm not going to put a stocking up for my... Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who didn't hear, okay. we had uh, we were talking about that news article that things been going around online with the grandmother that uh, refuses to put up a stocking for the nine-year-old, um, st- uh, well, stepson. Or step grandson, yeah, yeah, yeah. for her, yeah. for step grandson, right. nine yeah. year old, yeah, yeah. yes, so and you're right. If her son went along with, if her son went along with her, him, her, then he is going to compound the problem. Can you imagine the mm-hmm. problem that mm-hmm. the mother and that child is going to go through? It's going to get worse. So he yes. needs to take a stand. And of course, not everybody mm-hmm. goes by the same standard of measurement. We all have standards of measurements. You go to the store, you buy something for $20, you'll give them a $50 bill. If they give you back $10 and change, you're going to say, hey, wait a minute, something mm-hmm. is wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and his standard of measurement is wrong, and he needs to say something. Something is wrong here. Yeah, he needs to take, yeah. the, take the lead. We're talking about the, the, the son there that needs to step up and protect his family. You know, do you talk about measurement, Dave. I was thinking one of the things we teach at Intentional Living is that we always judge ourselves by our good intention. We always judge ourselves by our intention. And I think in most situations during the holiday with blended families, most people have a good intention, not always, but good intention. 
But other people will always judge us, not by our, not by my intention, but by their expectation. And whenever the expectation doesn't meet the intention, there's always going to be disappointment. There's always going to be conflict or there's going to be a misunderstanding or uh, passive aggressiveness or whatever else can show up in a family. And so that, that's a good reminder. All right. uh, Go right ahead, uh, Ron. Randy, I could just say Dave is the kind of guy you want to be around, right? I mean, he just is open. He's exuding love. He's welcoming to everybody in his life and his family. What what a contrast to the story that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. The woman who said, no, I don't think I'm going to include you. You know, I, I think people in our world today, we need to understand this. Like with politics and all the things that divide us, it's so easy to just say, nope, I'm over here and you're over there and we're not going to be open to one another. That's not, we can talk about step-grandmothers or we can talk about how we deal with one another in the political realm or how we deal with each other on the street or we just have a different opinion about something that's happening in the world. When we cut people out and off, we're not, we're doing the same thing that grandmother's doing. Like we should be more open, more loving, move toward people with kindness rather than moving away and cutting them out. Have you noticed since uh, COVID and during COVID with all the stress in the world today that blended families are, I mean, are we seeing an increase in divorce second times uh, with blended families or greater stress? We don't have any, we don't have any hard data on that. You know, anecdotally, I would say, Randy, it's like a lot of things. It'll move you one way or the other. Sometimes it's moving people toward one another as family Mm -hmm. units. It's sort of forging new relationship for people that really didn't have that before the pandemic. But in other cases, the, uh, the, increase in stress is causing difficulty and it is um you know making it tough for families to stay together uh, i think the thing you know you you say it intentional if you're just going to be a victim of the circumstances around you then you're going to you're you know it's not going to be easy at all no. but if you're intentional within the circumstances around you you can at least tackle it with the lord's help and try to move it in the right direction uh, just a question about families that are maybe thinking of blending their, you know, during, this is a holiday where there'll be a, probably some, you know, will you marry me uh, on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve type things. People are thinking of going into 2023, maybe putting a blended family together and the kids seem happy and they're different ages, but they seem happy. Uh, does that tend to carry through at, whatever you see while you're dating tend to be what you see after a family gets together? What, t- what are some of the potholes, I guess, after people get married that they, wake up and said, well, that wasn't the case when we were dating. Well, first of all, let me just say, we got two resources on this very subject. Dating and the single parent is all about helping somebody go through the process of dating and making decisions for marriage. And then once you're engaged, we've got a resource called Preparing to Blend, uh, which is you know really the premier uh, tool for pastors also who want to do premarital counseling mm-hmm. with couples forming blended families. And one of the things I'll, I'll talk about in those resources is yes and no. Dating is a bit of a window into the future once marriage takes place, but in many ways it's not. And part of that, Randy, is because for for children and step-parents, it's not real until it's real. Uh, you know, you're dating my mom and you're a nice guy and I like being around you and you, you buy me ice cream and we seem to have a good time and you make my mom happy. And so, yeah, you're cool. And now you're married to my mom and you've just moved into our house and you brought your two children with you. And now you're telling me to clean my room. and I don't really like that. You know, that's where the rubber meets the road for a lot of blended families. And so all of a sudden we've now got even more territory to navigate and we don't have a map and we're not exactly sure how to do that and honor one another in best ways. And so we end up stepping on each other's toes 
and that creates conflict. And now we're struggling to figure out where to go. That's what we try to do is help people with in very practical terms, navigate that terrain so that it actually functions to bring you closer and help create familiness, as I like to say, rather than creating just more stress that that ends up dividing you. Mm, That's good. Good counsel. Ron Deals here today, Family Life Blended, the topic on blended families during the holiday. Barbara uh, is going to join us here from Michigan. Hi, Barbara. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Appreciate your call. What uh, What's your comment today? <clears throat> My comment is, if you date somebody that has children and then you decide to get married, you take them as a package. You love the children just as much as you love the person. If mm-hmm. you cannot love their children, you have no business getting married to them. Mm-hmm. It is not stepbrother or stepsister. It is either your brother or your sister. God does not see us as stepchildren. We are in his family, Mm -hmm. which means there's no step. Uh, That, Mm -hmm. that to me, is a bad word. Um, It's not the children's fault because their parents didn't stay together. And nobody has the right to punish them because they are not biologically their children's mm-hmm. child. No, I agree. I agree with you. What do you think about that? The the term step family. I know you use blended. Um, yeah. What terminology uh, uh, Randy, matters, doesn't it? It it does. It really does. Uh, I love Barbara's heart, and I love her attitude. I wish more people had that heart to say, "No, you marry the package. You're going to love everybody." Sometimes you got to figure out how to like them, <laughs> you know. Because, mm-hmm. but absolutely, you give your heart to them, and you want to do that. Um, the terminology matters simply because people have you know loyalties. All of us have one mom, one dad that we put in a special place in our heart, and. Um, nobody's ever going to remove them out of that place. So sometimes it's just problematic for people to say, you're my mom or you're my son or my daughter, just because they feel like, oh, you're sort of pushing somebody out of that spot when you try to step in stepmother as my mom. Well, I only have one mom. So it just creates a bit of an internal conflict that can be difficult. So one of the things we suggest to families is have a conversation about what you're going to call each other. Agree, co-create is the word I use. Co-create a language that everybody feels comfortable with. It could be that you, you keep the heart that Barbara is is representing here. You want to love your stepchildren just like your children. And yet, you also want to honor the mom in their heart. If you're the stepmother, you never want to make them feel like you're competing with their mother for that spot in their heart. And so you ask them, what would you be comfortable me calling you? When I introduce you in public or at church or with a friend or a neighbor, what do you want me to call you? And oh, by the way, let's talk about what you feel comfortable calling me. And you co-create that reality for today. And over time, the labels will change as the relationship grows and develops. But the heart that Barbara's talking about, the love is always there, no matter what terms you use. That's great. Thank you, Barbara. Appreciate your call. Ellie, we'll get to you in Arizona here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to take a break um, in just a second here. When we come back, one of the questions I would ask is, you know, during the holidays, maybe you look at your ex-spouse and now they're remarried and they have a family and you don't approve of the way they 
live. You mm, don't approve of the decisions right. they're making or how they, the whole family interacts or vice versa. They don't approve of what's going on in your home. How do you handle that? I mean, what is a godly biblical way, but sometimes you got people who are not too godly or too biblical. Uh, so yes. how do you deal with people who are being difficult? We'll get to that in a moment, but first a break. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. A lot of us have people in our families that don't know Jesus. But did you know that even Jesus had family members who rejected him? That's why Dr. Randy Carlson is offering you his teachings on this, where you'll learn how to sustain a relationship with family members who don't share your faith in God. If you missed an opportunity to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. We'll automatically deliver this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox every month. Give right now and you'll also receive the Names of God calendar, where each month features a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your monthly support helps people live an intentional life in Christ. Call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And I hope you'll do that. What you do, you can uh, push the prompt. They'll take you to our staff. They'll answer the call. Uh, We'd love to have you join in. You know, we had some friends of the ministry who said, hey, we know we're at the end of this calendar year uh, and your support makes a difference and we want to encourage you. So they... They together have uh, put a challenge, a match challenge in front of us, and they're matching every gift coming in, everything for the ministry. Uh, and we were thankful for those that have already come in. And we have just about $10,000 left in that matching pool, which means when you give a gift, it'll be matched. It'll all go to the ministry, help us reach more people. And I just pray you'll do that. If you believe that living an intentional life in Christ and helping others know him and then live intentionally matter, uh, that you're making a difference when you call triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. Press the prompt to talk to staff, or you can obviously go online at theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, and uh, we have that beautiful calendar. It's a gorgeous. We're going to use it this next year with our grandkids to teach the various names of God month by month to encourage them uh, and keep our our center focused on God. So I hope you'll join us. We'll get that calendar to you. Check it out again, theintentionallife.com. Ron Deal is here uh, on, on the phone or online with us. And and by the way, on uh, Facebook, if you're in on Facebook, you can check us out there as well, or of course on the air or through our podcast um, and to be a part of the show. And Ron is from uh, Family Life Blended. This is his uh, focus, working with blended families. And during the holidays, uh, I don't agree with my ex-spouse, how they're handling the kids, vice versa. And I know we should talk and all that and, and make sense, common sense, but that's not working. What are, what are some ways of handling? When do you draw a boundary? When do you just say, hey, that's none of your business? I mean, how do, mm-hmm. how do you realistically handle the problems with an ex-spouse who doesn't agree with how things are going? There's so many layers to that. I'm sure I'm not going to hit them all, but let me just say at the end of the day, 
You want to try and respect the other parent for who they are, for the autonomy that they have, for the relationship they have with your child. And you never want to put your child in the middle of whatever disagreements there are between you and that former spouse. If there are significant moral issues going on in the other home that you really don't feel comfortable with, you're going to talk and teach Christ in your family, in your home. And your hope is that that child can carry that with them into the other home. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to turn it into a bashing situation of the other parent. Randy, let me, let me say it this way. Everybody listening right now, all of us who have children, eventually send them into the world. The world in the form of kids, the world in the fo- form of a smartphone where they mm-hmm. have the world coming to them through influences, text, and the internet and whatnot. We send them to neighbor's houses and they spend the night. And we're not exactly sure what's going on over there. And we're hoping that our children can take Christ with them into those places. That takes a level of maturity. It takes a level of connection from us and support over time. Well, some families do that every other weekend, right? They send their child into the world and that's the other household. And so you teach, you train, you talk, you build up, you try to encourage your child to carry that with them, knowing that it puts them in some very awkward situations. Dad says, we're going to all sit down and watch this R-rated movie. Mom would never let me watch that. Am I supposed to say no to this movie at Dad's house and go to a bedroom and not watch? That's a really hard thing for a kid to do. There's so many things happening in that moment. And yet, Sort of at the end of the day, that's what we're praying for. That's what we're hoping for. So that their level of maturity uh, in Christ is empowered to make those hard decisions. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they won't. When they come back to your house, you teach, you train, you talk them through. What you never do is say your dad's a horrible person and don't you do what he says. Mm -hmm. Because that damages the child's connection to their father. And let me tell you what that does. It says to this child, I say to love people, but I don't won't let you love your dad. And that disqualifies what a Christian parent is trying to teach a child, I think. I think that is hypocritical on its face, and kids, especially teenagers, will see it for what it is. And even though you're the one who feels a little morally upright, uh, that prideful posture is going to turn against you. Your your child's going to all of a sudden reject your values because of how you're presenting all of that. Again, these are not easy circumstances. At the end of the day, you can't control or change who the other parent is. You can only be the parent that you are, and that's where your influence lies. That's good. Good counsel. Um, You know, we're talking about the the families um, that have the disagreements, and, of course, the kids sometimes get caught in the middle of this. Yeah, not no, during the holidays, caught in the but they're back and forth, and you know, Billy's, you know, Billy told me so and so, and the spouse calls the other ex-spouse and says, "Billy told me so and so," and you're thinking, "Well, that isn't necessarily so." And uh, mm-hmm. do you sit down with Billy and say, "Billy, if you got an issue, talk to me." How, how do you help kids not get? How do you help children not to be caught in the middle? Um, the old African proverb: "When two elephants fight, it's the grass that suffers." Comes to mind. You know, fighting with the former spouse in front of the children just tramples them. Two elephants don't even pay attention to the grass when they're going at it. That's how kids get caught into the emotional bind of mom and dad being continuing to be at war with one another. You don't want to be Russia and Ukraine. All right. Mm -hmm. Your job is to be the U.S. and Canada. I mean, get along (laughs) like each other. You know, have a border where children can move back and forth. And there's not a hostility that, that encaptures them. When a child is caught in hostility, perhaps coming from the other home, 
you you kind of bleed with them. You cry with them. You grieve with them. I am so, so sorry. Your mom's saying to you this, that, or the other thing about us, about you, about life, about the world. I realize that that puts you in a really difficult situation. Do you want to talk about that? And then you pause and you realize they may or may not talk to you about that because mm-hmm. it's it's about their mom and they know that that's giving you ammunition and you know yeah. making it harder for you to have a good co-parent relationship. Kids are not dumb. They, they're savvy to this whole political climate that happens between households. And they're often trying to be the peacekeepers at their own demise. You, you can do what you can do. At the end of the day, Randy, our influence in co-parenting comes through the adult-adult relationship. You can try to forge an ambassador type relationship. If you're Ukraine, you do want to try to figure out how to speak to Russia and and bring some peace. At the end of the day, that's where the peace will come, not with the child. You're going to support the child, encourage it. You're going to just try to help them deal with what they have to deal with, but you're not going to fix the relationship between the two countries unless you're dealing directly with Russia in this case. Yeah. Those are hard, hard circumstances. We all know Putin's not backing down in in the real world in Russia and Ukraine. And the Putins of life often don't back down. And so you have to do what you have to do to try to support your child and create an environment where your country is as Christ-like as you can be. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that means you hold the other country accountable. Sometimes that means you involve other authorities they won't listen to you. They will listen to the court. You know, those are moments you don't want to make those frequent because no. it comes with a great cost. But from time to time, that's a situation where you got to involve somebody else. I mean, no easy answers. No. Right? Obviously, the whole world is trying to figure out how to get Russia to back off. We haven't been successful yet. It just goes to the point. Certain people are really uh, evil. And Romans 12 says, what? Don't repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good because that's how you bring about change the good can overwhelm the evil paul's language there is heap burning coals onto the heads of those who are evil in other words you can soften even a hard heart with enough warmth Mm, that's a goal to shoot for no promise no guarantee about that but that's who we're called to be ron deal family life blended today we're in the deep end of the pool talking about some of the real tough mm-hmm. issues. I'm going to come to the surface and we're going to ask some uh, Christmas questions in particular okay. about gift giving and competition and guilt and trying to buy happiness <laughs> in the blended families. <laughs> all right, we all, let's we all sort of know that doesn't work, but we'll find out how to handle it. Uh, let's take a break, Alex. We'll be right back uh, with Ron Deal. More on blended families in about two minutes. Redeemer. Father. My refuge. The ways we describe God may change depending on what we're facing. Teacher. My shepherd. But one thing remains constant. God is always near you 365 days a year. And Intentional Living has a reminder of God's constant presence in your life that we'd like to share with you. When you support Intentional Living with a gift of $30 a month or a single gift of $365, we'll say thank you with the 2023 Names of God calendar. 
each month shares a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your support of Intentional Living continues to provide daily hope and encouragement. And the Names of God calendar will remind you that God is with you all year long. You can give now at TheIntentionalLife.com or call 888-888-1717. You know, in addition to that, we have a really powerful teaching this month uh, we put together on how Jesus handled the relationships here on earth with his siblings, his brothers and sisters. What does the Bible teach us uh, as far as some of the challenges he faced? Come on. He faced some real challenges, disrespect, uh, rejection, and some acceptance. And so we're going to, uh, the lesson this month is how, how does, what can we learn from Jesus that applies to us when we're trying to get along with family members blended or otherwise uh, very, very practical lesson. So again, thank you for your support. That beautiful calendar we want to get to you. We need your help to close out this fiscal year. We're getting down to the wire here. Your support today matters. It's still being matched dollar for dollar. When you go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, or you can call 888-888-1717 right now. Press the prompt to talk to our staff and they'll be happy to, uh, to uh, take that uh, commitment and gift for the holidays, and we say thanks in advance. All right, Ron, we got about two minutes. Um, Christmas, differences hmm. in families with beliefs and gift-giving and all that. What are some basic suggestions for the actual celebration of Christmas with blended families? You know, we wrote a book uh, with a couple of guys, the Smart Step Family Guide to Financial Planning. And one of the issues we talk about is this, you know, sometimes people will give biological children or grandchildren $100 gifts and only $50 gifts to the steps. You know, in a moment like that, we want to appeal to equity. You know, gift giving is never really equal. You don't give a 16-year-old the same thing you give of a two-year-old. You know, the dollar amounts are different, yet you're giving something that's developmentally appropriate and it's still is warm to the heart to that two-year-old or to that that 16-year-old. Same thing's true of biological and step children. You want to give equitably uh, in a way that blesses them, that honors them, that communicates value and love to them. That's what you're going to ask people to do. Well, I I know, but I just got a long-standing relationship with this 16-year-old. I barely even know this nine-year-old step-grandchild. I don't even know uh, you know what they like, or what, I realize it's awkward, it's difficult, and yet you want to give something to them that makes them feel valued, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, and uh, of course you you always have the issue sometimes where you have a Christian family and they're celebrating Christmas as a you know mm-hmm. as a, a holiday that we celebrate the birth of Christ, and you might have the other family saying, "Ah, uh, that doesn't that's not true," and and mm-hmm. uh, they take a different belief and. Again, I think you go back to the principles you were sharing earlier. As a blended family, you can only do what you can do. You love your right. kids. You right. care for your kids. You teach them the truth. Because I've always said, hey, kids are not dumb. When they grow up, they'll look back and they'll be able to separate truth from lie, uh, love right. from manipulation and all the things. Right. Uh, so be the kind of person in that family that you want your kids uh, to become. All right. Hey, Ron, thanks for joining us. And again, uh, Ron has a, a podcast Uh, on blended families that'll be very helpful for you uh, called uh, family life blended correct family life blended. that's where they find it and of course a lot of resources through family life blended as well and ron deal is the the chief in charge of everything over there uh, in the blended family (laughs) world so hey ron thanks for joining me today and i hope you have a great christmas with your family 
Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you, Randy. It's and, good to be here. Yeah, you too. And God bless you. And thanks for being a part of our Intentional Living broadcast here at Family Life Communications and also uh, for what you do through Family Life Blended to help so many families uh, that need some encouragement. And maybe today we got you thinking about some things. The principles, remember, remember again, uh, you always judge yourself by your intentions, but others are judging you by their expectations. All right, have a great day. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.